back to Away Days at Home with me, David, in London, and joining us all the way from the Nordics, yes, Nordics, Scandinavia, <laughs> yeah. Oslo, from his new deluxe bespoke studio is Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good. How are you? Fantastic. I'm buzzing. I've not had a beer in nine days. I feel like that's an epic achievement. Um, especially week. as the sun's starting to come out now as well it just makes you want that that it's, beer outside I, I, i'm dying for it i'm gonna i'm gonna break it even though i was like i'm not having any more beers i'm gonna break it tomorrow and i'll tell you why in a minute and then i'm gonna break it next week and i'll tell you about that at the same time um but yep not had a beer since the triumphant easter sunday when we rose again let's put it that way <laughs> um how about you? How's things over in sunny Oslo? Yep, sunny. It's good. Uh, similar thing happened this year as what happened last year. Um, uh, spring arrived and lasted for about four days before summer burst onto the scene. It's so strange. Uh, winter sort of looked like it was going to go right through April and then all of a sudden, boom, like 21, 22 degrees on the weekend and everyone's outside in their shorts. Like we were down the beach. I was like, what, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> we, had, we, had a little, we had a little bit of that. Well, you yeah. were here when we had it. You were yeah, yeah. And then it kind of it dropped again. And we've got like, this is this is very boring Gardner's World chat, but we have a fig tree. Oh, it's great. We have a fig tree in a pot, and it's a fig tree, but it's very temperamental. A, mm. bit like, a bit like it's female owner, let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> and it can't quite decide what it wants to be, and it was about to flourish. The sun was coming out, it was great, and I've seen the buds, and I was like, yes, here it comes, it's that time of year. And then it, the cold snap came again, and it's... It's, just, it's done. They're all crisp. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no sign of life in it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he cokes it back to life. So it does this a lot. I'm not <sighs> scared anymore. I'm like, okay, have your little temper. It's a strong bastard. Come back. But no, we've, like, for us, and I'm saying us as in the southeast of England, it's been very strange because I take Alfie for a walk through the woods and stuff every day. And it's quite sparse in winter. It's all cut by, so yep. no leaves and that. And then the last week, the last week, there's now like a a forest treetop canopy. It's like covered and like wet. Like it's as if yeah. the leaves just went one day. Hi, we're back. It's exactly what happened here. It's so strange because I was kind of mentioning to more garden as well, chat. But I was mentioning to a load of people here. I was like, why? Why is there no greenery out yet? And like a week later everything popped out it's it really strange like we haven't maintained that heat of that that particular like hot week we had but it's still sort of like you know mid teens sort of during the day but it gets like it get the hottest period is between say like four and about eight in the evening which right. is kind of nice so finish working and can go out and do something yep. it's pretty good like the sun's up to about nine o'clock at the moment like it's it's lovely it's uh i think last time we were chatting on here i think it was uh <laughs> <laughs> it was, we were still in the like, pits of winter. I'm pretty sure there was snow outside, and that was only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, it's been, I think it's been a month. I think I was checking it's been about a month since the last one. And to our loyal listeners and our fan base, we can only apologize. Life's just been, it's, there's been too much going on. So we've not had the chance to sit down and do this, but we finally have the time. We finally are able to get in. There's been a lot going on in the world of the football since we last did this. Um, so much. 
cut to the chase, it looks like this breaks my heart to say, it looks like Celtic are going to be the Scottish champions against all odds. Um, the PFA Player of the Year nominations came out. <laughs> I saw that. Ah, uh, it's the biggest. It's, it's every, even like Rangers fans have just been retweeting it, laughing, being like, "You can't get more." Like this just shows the contempt that Rangers are held in. Um, where even even Celtic fans are like, "Why? Like Rogic has been good, but he's not started many games and not done much." And even like journalists are like, mm, "This is an odd one." Uh, it is obviously voted for by the players, but then even the 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 young player of the year, two Aberdeen players, Aberdeen are having the worst season, like <laughs> in forever. Um, and our player who we think should be in there is Calvin Bassey, who's been a revelation this season. He came in by no means first choice in either position he's played, left back or centre half, and he's been fantastic. It's Calvin Bassey that. Is on the clip of us beating Dortmund, well, drawing with Dortmund at home, mm. who picks up the ball and then manhandles two Dortmund defenders at the way, beats them, and then sends a wonderful cross to the back post that Tav scores from. You know, like, he's not just defending, he's 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 doing it all. Yeah. And then no, um, in the main players of the year, no Rangers players, not our right-back captain who has scored, so, who goals and assists this season is touching like 40 or something um, and is, uh, is, in, is playing in the semi-final of the Europa League tomorrow and is also in a cup final no 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 it's two Celtic um, a Ross County player and who's the other one? Craig Gordon Craig Gordon the Hearts goalkeeper and I'm like fuck tell me, tell us you don't like us but tell us you don't like us um so, I the sad news is it looks like Celtic are going to do it. I wish I could say it's because they've been outstanding. They've just been consistent, and we have not been. We have flung it away. There was a 12-point swing. Like, that's on us. Yeah, there's a couple of factors, I think, isn't there? That Obviously, you don't want to blame injuries, but you've had some pretty bad ones. Um, and we've just got on with it. Yeah, fixture also, congestion hasn't helped either, but I guess they've also had the fixture congestion as well. And then, but we also had a wholesale backroom change. Yeah, well. that's not going to help. Um, so that's. I was, I was thinking about that actually, uh, and the fact that you've like you knocked them out of of the cup um, the other day, as you mentioned, and then you're doing particularly well in in Europe, obviously, but. With um, Van Bronckhurst, has, has he got like history of doing well in the Cups for, for other teams? Because the only reason I mention is I, I was chatting to someone earlier about Unai Emery and what a ridiculous job he's done as like a Cup manager. Mm-hmm. And it, there's obviously for like a, you know, head-to-head, one-on-one, 90 minutes, like winner-takes-all cup match, you set your team up differently to if you were playing the exact same side in the league. And I just wonder if there's some managers that have that tactical edge yeah, when it comes could... to cup competition. And may- maybe Gio's one of those. I don't, I don't know. I would say, yeah, I completely buy into that that kind of approach and that idea because, as you mentioned, Unai Emery, like Sevilla, are the prime examples of a cup team, yeah. aren't they, really? Um, yeah, but he even got Arsenal to bloody Europa League final, and now he's done it with Villarreal, two years on the trot. Yeah. Like, it's it's mad. But I want, but I think where that differs for the Rangers manager is 
every game's a cup final for Rangers because yeah, yeah. you have to win every game. Like there is no, there's no kind of setting up a team to kind of go and take a point. That yeah. it's more Rangers have to teams come to make you Rangers teams have to break down teams. Where where it works better for us, I think the players we've got at the moment. Because remember, he's working off Gerard's squad, right? Mm. So what he's been very good at is, and we've mentioned this before, is changing tactics mid game, mid situation. Um, being able to make the right calls at the right times. He did it um, with Celtic in the cup game. Like we were, we were the we were the dominant team, and then they they score against. I would I would say the run of play, but chances were few and far between. But really, they hadn't created anything, and then they get a goal. We switch off and they get a goal. Story of our season. And at that point, you're thinking, oh, it's typical. And instead, what he did was he kind of shifted the shape of the team firstly before he made subs and then he brought on what looked like two ridiculous subs near the end of the game Steve Davis and Scott Arfield and you're thinking right come on how are we going to chase a game and then he brought on um, we get the goal from Arfield mm-hmm. and you're like right so he's, he's at, the subs have made something but instead of settling for penalties right it goes to extra time and instead of going like we'll play this out we remember we've not even touched on we beat Braga. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we like we pummeled Braga and Braga and I'll come on at that second, but that went to extra time as well. So the players three days earlier had had extra time. And here we are in extra time again. And what he did was he took off Kamar Roof, who's one of our key penalty takers, and put on Sakala because it was like, no, we're going for the win. And sure enough our engines keep going. Celtic looked on a totally different Celtic. Celtic looked spent after 65 minutes. Mm. I don't know what the deal with their fitness is. Like This is a frustrating thing, but they looked knackered. Um, whereas we kept going, and it's Sakala that basically gets in front, and I think it comes off Starfield, goes in as an own goal. But it's that kind of drive, so he, he, makes his, he makes his decisions. And then at the weekend, we're playing Motherwell on Saturday. We go 1-0 up. It's looking good. Balogun makes a really stupid challenge. It's one of the. It's a red card. It's not a malicious red card. He literally just. It's just in, by the law a red card. He goes in too hard, and his foot. He takes the ball, but his foot rolls over the top of the ball. So it's a high foot. So it's a red card. They then equalise with the smallest, most anemic, little arsehole in the world, Tierney. Guess what team he supports, listeners. Um, and who then proceeds to go the Rangers fans. And before he scored, I'd saw him and I thought that boy looks really ill. There's a term <laughs> there's a term in Scotland, Peely Wally. You know, and Peely Wally means really, really, really pale, right? Like yeah. if you look if you know if you if you know like you can white and stuff, you can look Peely Wally when you're ill. Because you're yeah. really pale, right? He looks <laughs> Peely Wally, right? He um he scores. And you're thinking, God, no. We had to shift the front. We had to put another defender on when Balogun came off, so they took Diallo off, put on um, Bassey. We were trying to rest him. And we had Scott Wright and Fashion Sakala as our front two. Kent and that were on the bench. He was resting players for the, the European game. And you're thinking, oh, God. Half time comes. 46 minutes we score. After half time, he literally told, he was like, no, you're going to do this, Fashion. Scott, you're going to do this. Midfield, do this. Boom, boom. 
sure enough. Instant Sakala runs by five players, slots the ball to the edge of the box to right, and right just touch and drills it perfectly yeah. through the legs from corner. And then penalty, Sakala driving in the box, gets brought down. Like, it's these little tweaks. So, yes, I think he is. I think he's a good cup manager because he can, to your point, he can look at teams and he can play the team as opposed hmm. to play the philosophy of his team, which I think a lot of managers, Ange Postacoglu, showed in Europe. You can have, uh, oh, no, this is the way I play, and if no one likes it too bad, we are going to play this way. And then you get pumped. You get put out all the competitions because the other teams go, that's how they play. Yeah. We can beat that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you've got, like, what you've just described about Geo and taking it each game depending on the opponent. And I can only assume that's sort of what, what Unai Emery has done at each club he's been at as well. And then on the other side of it, you've got, yeah, someone who's very rigid and sticks to, to what they want to do. But then sort of somewhere in somewhere in the middle of that, you've got like arguably one of the best managers in world football, Pep Guardiola. And everyone talks about him at this stage of the Champions League of like, like overthinking what he's doing and over uh, like overdoing his changes or his tactics or whatever it might be rather than just trusting his instincts. So there's got to be a really difficult thing, especially in such a high pressure intense game as a semi-final. Like it's got to be so difficult to decide like, do I, you know, stick or twist with all of these like tiny, tiny decisions? Cause it goes against Pep every time. Every time he makes a change, they yeah. seem to like, they seem to get knocked out. There was a, I've seen an article about Pep before the game last night. And it was, I think when he was a Bayern Munich manager and he was getting criticized as any Bayern Munich manager seems to get done by the yeah. club, right? It's always the ex-players who are employed by the club who are, like, stabbing. It's very Roman, isn't it? It's like stab the, the emperor in the back. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you're like, why are you doing that to yourself? Um, but they they were criticising them, and I think they were playing Real Madrid, and I think they got beat 1-0. But they, Bayern, they played well, mm. and I think Madrid had got a bit lucky. Um, and they never took their chances. And so in the second leg, he sat down with the players, like the core group of players, and said, right, how do you want to play? Okay, this is the German way, right, we'll do this. And they get beat 5-0. And he says, I'll never do that again. It's my way now. Um, yeah. But on the flip side of that, that's probably reinforced the overthinking because he had such, that PTSD of that one experience yeah, that, that could be it. That could well be it. made him kind of overthink it because, like, it, it shouldn't happen. But I think we're coming back to Geo. What's been good for Geo and where we have excelled is, strangely, the away goals rule being gone now, right? So you now have, in a two-legged affair, and we've been lucky because the draw has been kind to us with the home leg second. We know what we need to do. And he can set up the team and be like, this is what we have to do. Mm. As long as we do this, we go through. And his first game, well, his first, uh, yeah, the first home game I went to, it was a Europa League against um, Sparta, Prague, and we had to win by two clear goals, and we won 2-0. Mm. Granted, McGregor pulled off a wonder save in the 88th minute. But 
it's been that kind of cup game, as you, you say. Yeah. What do you need to do? You have to win. That's all we need to do. We just need to beat the opposition in front of us. So leads us nicely on to why I'm buzzing. Tomorrow, the mighty Glasgow Rangers play the, I quote from Twitter and many other places, the most hated team in Germany, RB Leipzig. Uh, yeah, there's no understatement. Um, so it's, it's quite intriguing because I think for us, as outsiders looking at RB Leipzig, it's Red Bull, Red Bull's cool, like, oh, how bad can it be? But then when you lift up the lift up the sheet a little bit and examine it, it goes against everything about German football, doesn't it? And somehow well, they've managed yeah. to wangle it. It's all about fan ownership over there, isn't it? The, the club, the, the clubs are owned by the fans. Um, it's a 50, 50 plus one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah, RB Leipzig obviously tore up that particular rule book, and um, yeah, Red Bull were somehow allowed to purchase the club. Um, and yeah, you talk to any German football fan, and the majority of them have got nothing, nothing nice to say. Uh, and like, I, I, I understand it, but yeah, for us looking in from the outside, it's yeah, sort of nothing really. And I, they're an interesting club to me when you look at the sort of philosophy and how they've got to where they are and their their policy about you know the type of players they recruit and their how they do their transfer business and how they buy and sell and the kind of coaches they bring in. Like, it's really interesting. Well, the, they had um, Jesse March was a coach at the start of yeah. the season, wasn't he? Uh, and it wasn't really working because our previous coach is, I can never, is it Nagel, Nagelman? Yeah, that's close enough. Nagelman, the Bayern Munich came and got yep. So they were, they're obviously doing something right from a footballing sense. Um, they got rid of Jesse March because it wasn't, his philosophy, it felt was too, too towards the Ralph Heinrich, Heinrich, I'll make my fucking pronunciation. <laughs> Old Ralph at Man U, his, yeah. he was there. He was very close to Jesse March's approach, um, and they felt it was a step back. So then they brought in, I believe, it, is it Tedesco? Who's the coach? Uh, yes, today? yeah, that's right. Um, and if he had been in charge for the full season based on form, they would be sitting second. But they're currently sitting, I think, third or fourth. Yeah, um, they'll still get the Champs League, I think, next season. But they're a yeah. very, they're a very good team. Um, I'm not under any illusions about what we're, we're stepping into. But are they better than Dortmund? So there's that kind of approach in our mentality of, well, we beat we beat Dortmund away. Um and we we like we beat them. It was yeah. like a, a tight game. I think so we're good. I think I, I, I don't know if Rangers I think we're just because the leagues fell apart. I think we're just all in on this, but we're just in it for the ride. If that makes sense, we're kind of like going, right, yeah, the game will take care of itself. So I'm not even going to worry about that we have no strikers. I'm not going to worry that we have no centre-halves, except what we've got in the pitch. doesn't matter. We're just going to go. We're going to go to Leipzig. We're going to play our game. And then we're bringing it home to Ibrox. And then we know what we need to do. I think even if you bring it back to Ibrox with like a one goal deficit, you're in a good position. But Leipzig, have, they've got the ability to, to to kill it off. Like they they are that good. And I know what you're saying about Dortmund, but Dortmund have been incredibly inconsistent this season. Like to just when they look good, they look like the best team in the league. When they're bad, they're, they're terrible. Um, uh, they had so many chances to to close the gap with Bayern Munich this season and just haven't done it. 
Um, they have had some injury problems as well, but they've been so inconsistent. Whereas Leipzig now are in a, a state of consistency, like you said, the, since the new managers come in and replace Jesse Marshall, like, they've been flying. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's a difficult time to be playing them, I think. So it's, it's going to push range to the max for I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to take a difficult time to be playing them and say their last two games have been both against Union Berlin. And they beat Union Berlin in the cup with a last-minute goal, mm. and then Union Berlin beat them. So they've lost for the first time in 15 games. They also now have one of their central defenders, COVID, two of their other defenders injured and out. I'm trying to find the positives here. Yeah, I'm it's like, good timing for you. It's great their defenders are, are injured, as our forward line is all injured. <laughs> yeah, well, you've only got sort of one recognised striker left, haven't you? Yeah. Senior squad. Um so it'll be interesting how we, we set up. I don't, to be honest, I think I'll know that the defence, I know, it'll be the same defence as always. It'll be um, Tavernier, Bassi, uh, Goldson and Barisic. And then midfield, I would imagine, will be the um, the man mountain that is now the greatest Rangers player of all time, John Lundstrom. There's been <laughs> quite a transformation in John Lundstrom where we've been off here. Um but he's, he's really came on to himself. Um, I would imagine Ryan Jack's in there. And probably Scott Arfield, maybe. Um, I can't imagine Steve Davis. I think Steve Davis will be a sub who'll come on. Um, I think we're using him the right way now. Um, and then probably is it, Kent will definitely start. Kent will play. Kent's our danger man up there, without a doubt in terms of the most composed. And then I think we might see Aribo playing as a fault. What ahead of Sakala? I think Sakala might play on the wing. Okay. And we might, and we might see Aribo playing as a false nine because he he has enough about him. He's big enough. He's mm. great with the ball at his feet. He can win headers. He can finish. Doesn't get enough goals by any means, but he can finish. He's composed. Yeah, I think and, this is your real struggle, though, isn't it? It's like Sakala's still a, 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 he's almost still like a bit of an unknown. You don't really know what what you're getting necessarily. He's hot and cold. Hot yeah, and cold. exactly. Um, and but he's the only one that naturally fits in that position. And then you've got you've got Arebo, who, as you said, doesn't get enough goals. Kent, I think, uh, sort of this season, his his goal scoring or his finishing's not been sort of as as good as previously, right? So, the, the sort of supporting players to the, to the guys that you normally have up top, uh, maybe not sort of chipping in with the goals needed. So it's it, it would be interesting to see what the lineup is in that respect because he needs been, he needs a plan for putting a ball in the net. I think the other problem is we don't take our chances. So yeah. the Braga game's a prime example. We registered. You battered him. We registered the highest ever opt stats for expected goals in a European knockout round. I think our expected goals were like 5.8 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and like, if there was away goals, we would have been put out. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely destroyed them. Uh, and then again, story of the season, we switched off for one second and they scored a goal. Um, so I think what's really exciting for us from this this Euro adventure is that when we went to the final in 2008 under uh, Walter Smith, my, my brother and I went to all the home games. Mm. I went, I actually went to the Champions League game. We got knocked out 
into the UEFA Cup, and it was against Lyon. They, they won three 0 I think Benzema scored a hat trick, maybe, um, and it was awful. And then we went in the UEFA Cup. We went to some games, and everyone. I think there was only one win. I think I only scored one goal at home in the entire run. Everything was like no, <laughs> no, and it was it was um, what's the Italian? What's the famous Italian defensive tactic? Is it like Cata Cata Cata? No idea. I think it's Catanicho. Basically, it was called like Walter Nicho, um, because we set <laughs> up clever. so deep defensive and made teams try and break us in, they couldn't, and then we would go away from home and we'd get one on the break, or we'd get two, mm. or we'd win on penalties. Do you know what? And we went all the way to the final, so when we got to the final, we played this ridiculous run of games because the league gave us no like discompetition. They never moved a single fixture for sporting mm. integrity. Um, and obviously we never won the league. We were too exhausted and we lost the league by, I think, two points that season. Um, but when we got to the final, it just kind of felt a bit like... <sighs> there was belief, but I, I just didn't see us winning the game because I was like, yeah. we don't win. We, I don't know, a one-off tie. I don't know if we can pull this off. And we never... Um, it was... What's-his-face that played for Arsenal or Shavin? He was oh, yeah, yeah. I think he... He ran the show for Zenit that game. And they won, I think, 2-0. Um, quite comfortably. Whereas now, we we have scored a ton of goals <laughs> on this run. But like, so what anyway, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up the Rangers stats. Right? And it's it's I think I don't think there's enough credit getting given at the moment about this, this kind of run of goals. So let's go back. We'll go back to where is it? Sorry, listeners, I'm just going through. Right, Leon. So the last game in the the Europa League group stage, it finished one each. Mm. Then a knockout was Dortmund, four two, two two. So that's six goals in that leg. Then after that leg, we score. We beat Braga. Um, no, sorry, we had Red Star, and we beat them three 0 and got beat two one. So we scored four goals. That's us on ten goals. Then we scored against Braga another three, 13 goals in the last three legs. It's not bad, is it? Like you can, you Against good complain. teams as well. We've conceded one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you can see, like we're conceding goals. But when it matters, we're getting the wins. So it's, it's really intrigue, intriguing to see how tomorrow pans out. Because it's um, obviously we're playing a Champions League team here because they dropped down, didn't they? Um, no? uh, right? Yeah, they would have done because they finished second last season. Yeah, um, so they dropped down out of the competition, but they beat, I think they beat Man City this season. Is that right? Um, in the Champions League, I've not, to be fair, I've not done much research on them at all because, as I said, you just, we could get caught up on it. But you can you can only go out there and play the team. Yeah, they did. They beat Man City two yeah. one. Uh, they beat Bruges five nil. Um, they drew two each with PSG. Got beat three two off them in Paris. Like they're a good team. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But listener, if you don't know already, I'm waking up at five in the morning because I'm flying out tomorrow morning to Berlin, where I then get a train. From the airport to some Sud Krauts or something, 
station. Then I get a train from there to Leipzig. I check into an art hotel that has uh, decorations featuring such, this is what it says on the website, featuring such movie superstars as Keanu Reeves. Um, so I'm really intrigued <laughs> to see what's on the wall in there. Um, then I'm off to the match. And so I got the tickets. I was delighted with that. Couldn't believe it. You have to download an app. So it's, an, it's the official RB Leipzig ticket app. You link your email address to it where the, the tickets have been kind of added to. So if like I could buy tickets for you, Andy, and I just put your email address on it. You log into the app and it pulls it through with your email oh, address. Weird. Um, and so it's a QR style app. But what I discovered is this is common in Germany with your football ticket. You get 24 hours free public transport on that day in, hmm. that, in that region. It's so very kind of them. Leipzig, where I'm staying, where I'll be having a few shandies and where I'm uh, going to, um, I'll use the bus a bit once. But it's a nice thought. Like, so I get to do that. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. I'm, we're actually going to do an away day, proper away day on away days at home. Every my, day is a proper away day. I'm taking my, take, I've got a microphone. I've got some apps. I'm going to, we're going to on the next pod. We're going to have a little. I'm sure a little kind of recap snippet, depending on how the result goes. <laughs> we're going to have pre mid and post-match reactions and I might even, you know what, if I make some friends, woo, friend! If I make some friends on the on the road I'll get their insights and opinions as well. I think that would be a wee bit... That could be a fun, fun addition. Um, but I need to ask you then, Andy, as a, a neutral observer who is based in a foreign country, score prediction... And be be don't be gentle. Just tell it how it is. What do you think? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I think I think you're gonna because of the injuries you've got, especially and and because of how good a side uh, Leipzig are. I, I think you'll set up defensively. Um, if you get it right on the night, I don't think there will be too many goals. I think. Maybe like a one-one or a two-one to Leipzig. I yeah. don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be a battering. But if if a few players don't turn up and aren't one hundred percent of their game, you could you could be in trouble. But I think if it's a two-one or a one-one, taken back to Ibrox, it's a, sets up for a nice second leg. I would take. I would. I would happily take that. To be fair, um, I'm going for three 0 Glasgow Rangers. Oh, naturally, yeah. <laughs> We're going to recreate the one of the greatest away wins that we had outside of Dortmund, which was Leon. When yeah. we went to Leon, who hadn't been beat at home in God knows how many years, and we spanked them three 0 The Marcus Beasley even scored. Um, <laughs> like, so I'm I'm going for that. I'm going to say that goal scorers will be Connor Golson, James Tavernier, Penn, and. Fashion Sakala. Fashion Sakala overhead kick. Because <laughs> he's that type of player. He's the type of player that's like he'll have an he'll like he'll be through and goal and you know he'll fall over his shoelaces. Or there'll be like this split second of he's like FIFA and it's like what's happened. So I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna go for 3-0. That's that's my heart talking. My head 
I would be happy to get away with there with, like you just said, a one goal deficit. Mm. I think if we if we if we go back to Ibrooks and we know we've got to do it. But we're saying that they're very good. And obviously they beat Atalanta 2 0 and Bergamo. So um they knew what they had to do there and they did it. So mm. it's two teams on the verge of something absolutely massive, all to play for. I think it's it's going to be an absolute riot tomorrow because it's it's not going to be quite Eintracht Frankfurt at the new camp, but there's going to be Rangers fans across the whole stadium because there's been public sale of these tickets and it turns out German stadiums have neutral areas. Yep. Which at, at Red Bull, so, um, Leipzig it seems to be are the two main stands either side of the pitch. And then they have their ultras, Leipzig fans, which are behind the goals. Because I've seen people on Twitter mentioning their tickets got cancelled because they'd bought in those sections. Yeah, I mean it's probably the best for everyone that they don't end yeah. up in that section. So it'll be it'll be it'll be, it'll be an adventure. So I, yeah, that's, well, that's around I hope that. you then, make it back for next week's episode. Well, we come back and obviously we come back Thursday. We'll get they have, their next game is on Monday. They've had their game moved to Monday to give them a little bit of rest. Um, our next game Sunday at midday against them. The scum again, <laughs> again. <laughs> a parkhead in the league. Bloody hell! What a game they um, come back to. Yeah. Yep. Absolute fucking bollock. Um, it's getting, but we don't know how we. What do we do? Do we rest players? Do we go for it? Like, what? What do we do? We don't know. <laughs> and people are letting the paper going. Oh, we maybe rest players, and you're like, ah, but it's not done yet. We could get the win. That's three points. Then Hearts could beat them next week. That's another one. And then we need them to drop another point because <laughs> their goal difference. The goal difference came in bitters in the arse, as we predicted. Um, yep. But, yeah. Or do we kind of ease up and go, no, we're 3-0 up, first leg. Got to rest these players so that for the home leg, we can get another three, go through 6-0 on aggregate to the final and play... Play Frankfurt. It's a real like, it's a real head or heart decision that for Sunday because you don't want to go and put a weakened team out there and get battered by them because nope. it's not going to do you any favors for the next match against Leipzig. That said, I think the result of the game tomorrow might have some say on what he does with the uh, with the squad on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. And like this, this is what I mean about our heads. Kind of, we're focusing all in on the Europa. We're playing Celtic on Sunday, and I've not even, I've not even mentioned it in this house. <laughs> I've not even said a word about it, which is mental at this stage. Um, so, I that's the that's that's the Glasgow Rangers roundup. There's there was actually a oh god, there was actually that kicked off. There was the youth game. I think that might have it might be playing just now. Um, it's the youth Scottish Cup final, okay. and it's Rangers Hearts um, that are playing, similar to what the the final will be. Um, mm. Just pulling up the, the Twitter link to see if it is today. Um, maybe I'm sure. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I'll I'll check that later on. But I know that they are happening. But yeah, the Scottish Cup final. We've got Hearts. That'll be a good final. It'll be tough. But when really is that tough game? Um, oh, I think that's not until, let me check, 
the end the end of May is normally twenty first of May. Okay. Um, but we play Hearts away the last day of the season as well, so we've got a double header with them. The um, warm up. So it's yeah, it'll be an interesting run in. We 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 had that um, when Southampton last got to FA Cup final. It was uh, I think it was two thousand three. We um, we had Arsenal in the final. It was a rubbish final. They beat us one nil. Awful match. Uh, but we had them like the game before uh, the final in the league. And uh, obviously they rested like 11 players. We also rested 11 players. They absolutely battered us. I think they beat us 6-0 or 6-1. Robert Perez scored a hat-trick and Jermaine Pennant scored a (laughs) hat-trick. And we were like five days away from the final thinking, oh no, they're going to absolutely kill us. But yeah, they beat us 1-0. Worst final ever, but uh, yeah, you never know, never know what the um, like how how that game's going to sort of set you up for that final. But uh, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll probably end up winning it. Fing- fingers crossed, because our cup record is atrocious. Here's a uh, here's a question for you: if if you got knocked out of the semi-finals of uh, Europa League and you won the Scottish Cup final, and then you know conceded the league as well would it go down as being a, a good season a poor season somewhere in the middle i think it'd be in the middle yeah i think the europe run the europe run gives geo the funds to build his squad and his mm-hmm. team uh the league will go down as a massive disappointment because our european performances have got celtic automatic entry into the the Champions League, yeah. So they they get that money in the bank right away. We have to qualify because um, we have a place, but we have to qualify for it. Um, if we qualify, I think we would need to wait to see if we qualify for the Champions League to see if yeah, this season okay. would be a success. Um, and if we win the cup, then yeah, Gio's done what he's done. Yes, there's been a swing and a downturn. Point record versus Gerard this season. In Scotland, Geo's pretty much edging ahead. Okay. So it's not been that there's been a downturn in the team, like yeah. the results. It's... it's been the players. It's been the performance level was already, there was already something going wrong. Yeah. And I think that's why Gerard kind of bit the bullet when he did. Yeah. And I guess as well, like it probably looks worse under Geo. Uh, when you're not looking at those numbers because Celtic started so badly um, yeah. that you were you were ahead of them even though you were dropping points. But that's if we hadn't dropped those points, we yeah, would be yeah. in this situation. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you'd be miles ahead. So that was our that was our downfall. That's what was killing us. We were mm. worried about, it and then it happened. If um, if you were to win the Europa League. Um, you obviously go straight into the Champions League. And is that Maria, at the is that at the expense of no, Celtic, or is no. it you both go straight in? We would both go straight in. We'd be seeded, and um, but what we would want, what we want is tonight. Whatever happens with Liverpool, happens with Liverpool. But it, to still be an open tie, us to qualify for the final, Villarreal to get to the final, us to win, Villarreal to win, and then Celtic have to qualify. Why would that be the case? Because Villarreal fall outside of Champions League places. 
from a leak. Oh, yeah, of course. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no Lick, chance. Lick, come on, wait. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm praying here. I've got my hands in a prayer pose. I'm like, just let's put the let's. What is it? The um, it's called the gift or whatever. It's like the manifestation. Yeah. If I manifest it, if I believe it, if I want it enough, it will happen. Well, you know, it's half time in the Liverpool be, game right the, now, and it's nil nil. So who's to say? Like, I, I, it would just be real. It would be really. I can't state how nice it would be for Celtic to win the league and us to win the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> I can't state that enough. That is, I know I'm dreaming. I know, but you know what? We're technically what 180 minutes away from the final, so anything can happen. We could yeah. get pumped. We could get absolutely destroyed these two games. I don't care. For now. On Wednesday, the 27th of April, I'm believing that we will win it, Villarreal will win it, and Celtic will need to qualify. Well, you you never know. Uh, stranger things have happened in football, let's be honest. Right, enough enough about my lot. Mate, what's been happening with your lot? Is this one of the other reasons why we've just not we've both been down in the dumps and been like, we're not talking about <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah... <laughs> I was actually talking to someone at work about this today. Like Southampton's just hit that that point in the season. Well, we actually hit it about five or six games ago, where we were very unlikely now to get relegated, um, but also a little bit too far away from sort of mounting a charge for Europe. So it's I don't want to say anyone's down tools because I don't believe that players do that, but I think because there's not technically anything up for grabs i think the shoulders drop a little bit and you know the intensity is not quite there the 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 the, 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 the sort of quality of play is not quite there and it, you know we, we got beat off a few teams down the bottom and I, th- I think that then sort of galvanized us a bit as well as getting thumped by chelsea to then go on and beat arsenal which sort of came out of nowhere then we go and lose another game then we picked up a draw on the weekend against Brighton and it's it's such it's such an annoying part of the season now because I know that there's nothing left to play for the players probably know exactly the same thing and it's just it's just almost keep fit don't get injured and yeah see see in Dubai yeah exactly which yeah you sort of hit the nail on the head and then against Brighton Totally innocuous challenge. Tino Livermento goes down, does his ACL. He's going to be out until 2023. Yeah. Uh, great. In, in such a nothing match as well. We always draw with Brighton. Almost every game against Brighton, I think we've drawn. Um, nothing for either team to play for. Um, Tino shouldn't be starting games. He's, he's played so many games for a bloke that's not played professional football before we think about it like up until this season he's been playing like youth football or premier league two or whatever the hell it's called which is obviously a very good standard but it's not the premier league and we've i i think we've overplayed him he's played too many games you could tell the last few matches he's not been at his best he's he's looked knackered he's looked absolutely knackered and you know acl is one of those injuries that typically comes for for players that are more fatigued uh, and are a little more sort of, um, you know, tired. Um, the body needs time to recuperate. On the flip side, he's young. He's that ACL isn't what it used to be. That used to be that we should done. 
wasn't it? It, it was. It, really, it, it was. still a really, it's a really severe injury, but from a positive point of view, he's young enough to recover from it. He should be fit enough. As long as there's no complication to it. The, the, the only positive note for me is, you know, I was thinking he'll stay over his next season, progress even further, and then we'll probably sell him. But he's not going to play any more than half of next season. So maybe we'll get a, a third season out of him. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, that was a frustration from from the game on uh, on Sunday uh, alongside going 2-0 down uh, with two terrible goals conceded we, we were awful in the first half and then the second half came out and it was like we were a different team and we could have got on and, and won it really um, it's a proper like game of two halves that one but yeah just uh, just sort of going through the motions with it now. Just let's get the season over. If we can finish somewhere around mid-table, that'd be nice. Um, but when you see like the kind of run that, you know, like sort of Newcastle have, have gone on and then they're now sort of comfortably ahead of us, it's a bit frustrating because, um, yeah, I, I sort of had a, not an argument, just a discussion with a few friends about it, a few Saints fans. And they were saying, oh, we should, give everything in the cup, don't rest players in the cup. We should be trying to win the cup because we're not going to get relegated and we're not going to get Europe. Like, I I get it. Like, I, everyone loves a cup final, but we still had like an outside chance of pushing for like those conference league spots. Yeah. And if, I just think go for that. It's worth more money as well. And let's be honest, you know, the more money you make as a football club, the more successful you're probably likely to be. And if finishing higher up the league means more money as well. Yeah. I, I, If it was me, I would have gone for it. I think you have a better chance of qualifying for Europe by finishing like seventh and hoping Man City win all the domestic cups than you have by actually winning the FA Cup. So it was, yeah... A, a, a frustrating sort of last quarter of the season, to be honest, because it's it feels a little bit of like what might have been. Uh, but now we just got to see it out, make sure we don't get hammered off anyone. We've got Liverpool second last game of the season, so that'll be a laugh. Um, you could be, yeah, you could be the the kingmakers. Oh, I think it'll go to the last game. I, I think, think it will. Go. I think it will go to the last one. But that's what I'm saying. You could be kingmakers if you take something from Liverpool. And Man City still fly. They'll, that's him. They're, they're gone. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't yeah, think you've taken something from Liverpool, but I, I don't either. You're a team, and... but you guys are a team that can, and I think that's the danger of like mm. at this stage of the season, the performance, like the Arsenal performance and stuff. There's, there's games where you can just you you get something, and it will come against the run of like perceived form or whatever and your players will, you'll go into your systems and you'll be very tight and you'll they'll mm. all know where to be and you know that like we said before each player knows to play like three different positions within the system and yeah it'll be fluid and they could they could do it because they might see it as well this is our last big game of the season this is when all the yeah, eyes yeah. are on us yeah quite possibly um, um yeah it, it'd be a tricky game for liverpool though because they're um, the, that match has just been rearranged, which I, I, I can't ever remember like the second last game of the season being rearranged. It's because the Premier League cocked up everything with all of the um, the COVID rearranged games earlier in the season. But because of the FA Cup final uh, being on that, that Saturday before essentially the second last game week of the Premier League season, yeah. Liverpool's game which should have been against us on that weekend has been moved to the Tuesday. So Liverpool got FA Cup final on Saturday 
evening and then play us on the Tuesday evening in the league in the penultimate game of like a title running it's, it's ridiculous if I was a Liverpool fan I'd be fuming about it um, but like Klopp's going to be you know what do I what do I do with my with my lineup because also he's then got all right probably a week to prepare for the final game of the season but he's also likely to have a Champions League final in the back yeah, of his mind so as well I'm looking at the fixtures here 17th of May yeah then five days later which is what the Sunday yeah, the the twenty second of May is a Sunday, and then he'll have five days. And then it's the Champions League, so it's mm. like they they they're away. They're all out. They go in. Oh, sorry, is that that day? Are all the games kicking off at the same time? Oh my, I'd imagine they are. They normally do that, don't they? On the on the final day. On the final day, they normally. Yeah, do. yeah, they will be. They all. I think they're all like four o'clock rather than three. Yeah, four o'clock, and then they're yeah they play you guys on the seventeenth and the twenty second. Um, as you said, the FA Cup final three days before yeah. against Chelsea. Um, and and then, the twenty tw- second, I think, is a Sunday as well. That like they're actual. I'm just like they play. Fuck me. So they've got the game today. They play Saturday. They play Tuesday. Saturday. Tuesday. Um, Saturday, Tuesday, <laughs> sun, uh, Sunday, and if they win the Champions League games, they then play the following Saturday. That's fucking mental for the fixtures. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, and that Champions League final is, I think, what six days after the final game of the Premier League. Yeah, when it obviously involves travel as well. But remember, there was that. What was the final that was like two weeks after the end of the season? Mm. Was it my? It was it was Man City Liverpool, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. And it was dreadful. The players all looked off the pace. They all looked knackered yeah. because he had stopped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the muscles had started to 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 find their way to the beach. So speaking of Champions League, I missed it. Currently, the Villarreal are playing Liverpool. Um, it's still no doubt. Apparently, the first half was terrible, just very poor in quality. I think, I think Liverpool may have just scored. Let's check. Let's have a look on the Liverpool. Have they have they done it? Yes, and it was the skipper, Jordan Henderson. All oh, right, well, def- a deflected effort. Ugh, what a killer. They had scored. Fabinho had scored, but it was offside as well. Um, so that game is obviously happening. But last night, there was a classic, which I saw five minutes of. I saw the first goal, which was great. I've not seen any of the goals except the penalty at the very end. Um, I'm going to try and catch the highlights tomorrow while I'm commuting and travelling. It's worth watching. The, the, I imagine the highlights will be about 90 minutes long because there is not one minute you office, want to miss. Someone said to me in the office the highlights were 15 minutes long. <laughs> which for highlights is some going and I'm sure yeah, everybody that's not bad. knows what highlights is like but 15 minutes highlights is it's quite some going it was a, it was a mad game I, I had, I'll be honest I hadn't even intended to watch it and then I flicked it on I thought oh, I'll watch the first 15 and then I'll crack on with what I was meant to be doing with the evening and 10 minutes in it's 2-0 to Man City and after 20 minutes like 
they could they could have been four 0 up, and I'm not exaggerating when I say. I, I honestly think Man City probably should have scored seven goals yesterday because they missed some sitters, like some absolute sitters. Probably seven's an understatement. In fact, it could have been like eight or nine. Real Madrid were awful, apart from a couple of minutes here and there through the game. Uh, Real were awful. It was like men against boys. Um, so Pep will be furious that his team played that well and scored four goals against a team that were terrible who scored three. Uh, I don't know how Real Madrid scored three goals. The the penalty was stupid handball. Like it was unlucky because it was he headed it onto his own hand, but his arm shouldn't have been up in the air. And the penalty itself, you said you saw it like a ridiculous it, yeah, penalty to take uh, with with so much at stake in the game. It was uh, it was and incredible. I, I, saw, I saw the tweet first before I saw the actual penalty, and I saw like the Paneka, and I was like, yeah, okay, I've got an idea of what he's going to do. No. That's not what I thought that penalty was going to look like. <laughs> to hit it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a dink. It was hit. It was yeah. struck, and it was like what it, it probably just missed the underside of the crossbar. Yeah, really. it was. It was a ridiculous penalty. And just to do it at that, what what was it like? Eighty eight, eighty nine minutes. Yeah, it was like, like everything riding on it. The guy, um, I think he's he's got to be in the running this season for like. Uh, Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. Oh, definitely, definitely. He's he's been he's been outrageous. Um, he's been him, but then you also look at the other side. You look at uh, Lewandowski, and you yep. think, what what more does he have to do? Because he just keeps getting. He's like a fine wine. He's just getting better and better every season. That that is true. And as much as I believe the the statement that you can only beat the team in front of you, I and I don't rate the Spanish league much at all at the moment. I I think the competition that Benzema has in the Spanish league is is probably higher than what the competition is that you know the Bayern are competing with in the German yeah. league Bayern have won what 10 titles in a row now something stupid like that yeah. um, Real Madrid have been poor this season and still you know not coasted to the title but they've been pretty comfortable with it um, so yeah Benzema got to be the favourite I think for, for Ballon d'Or but yeah he had a he had a quiet game yesterday and still came away with two goals his finish on the first goal was was class Zinchenko should do better but it was a great finish and uh, Real's second goal was like <laughs> I, I was texting a friend of mine about um, how great Fernandinho had been since he came on because he came on as like a makeshift right back as John Stones went off injured in the first half and uh, I thought Fernandinho had been great he was like bombing forward making good runs put in a beautiful cross for for Foden's header for the third goal I think it was uh, just as I'm texting my mate saying this is like the best makeshift right back performance of any 37 year old central midfielder or whatever he gets absolutely rinsed for pace on the halfway line by uh, uh, what's his name Vinicius um, like beautiful kind of like Cruyff turn he might have even put it through his legs and then he's darted like the the whole half of of City's pitch, um, and scored a really nice goal past Edison. Um, so yeah, it's a shame for Fernandinho that one, and a shame for me as well because, um, yeah, it was like perfect timing, but it was an outrageous goal. Uh, the City goals are typical City goals, just you know, walk the ball through, put it in the net. It was uh, what you'd expect from them, but that honestly could have scored double the amount they they did. Um, it's one of those games that's just going to be remembered as like Champions League classic. It was it was that good. Um, so yeah, forget the highlights. Just go and watch the rerun of the ninety. Like it's it's such a good football match. Only um, dig it out. Well, 
tomorrow. But it's now two. Download it. Watch it on the plane. It's now two 0 Liverpool. Ah, oh, game, game over. Manny, apparently a very very good goal. Um, and it was it was a bar check for offside, but no, it was good enough. And that's his sixth goal in his past seven appearances. So the quadruple is still very much alive. It's still, it's still going. Which is uh, the fact that they're still in with all these shouts is, is phenomenal effort from them. Can you imagine what it would be like to go to work in and around Liverpool um, come the summer if Liverpool have won all four titles in a season and Everton have been relegated? It'll, it'll, be, it'll be like... Um... I would imagine it's like Europe in August. There will be no work. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone, the, the yeah, like, Liverpool is shut for the summer. Yeah, like the Evertonian, all the Evertonians will be too depressed. Yeah. So they'll be signed <laughs> off sick. And then all the Liverpool fans, they'll be, they'll still be partying. They'll be, they'll be taking their five weeks holiday. Yeah, all, all in they'll, one be, they'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am like, oh yeah, because you've got those, you've got those, the, the typical Liverpool household of like the Everton fan and the Liverpool yeah. fan. And there's yeah. a good chance. I think there's a very good. We'll touch on it, but I think we're going to we're going to do the next pod. Guys are going to do a very deep dive on the Prem because there's been a lot since we've. Yeah. Um, but let's touch on, um, Fat Frank's band camp. Um, yeah. They're going. down. I'm telling you, they are. They're done. I've watched a couple of their games recently, and they are, they are, they are cooked and about to be served on a plate. They are. They're he finished. The um the stats from the derby game. Was like, it the second lowest ever possession in the Premier League or something stupid yeah, like that? Yeah, and they. I think did um they completed one pass, and like. The, First half or something like that. Some mental. It was from kickoff. That was the only pass they completed. Yeah, <laughs> the, it was. It, I mean, it was clear. Like Frank set them up for a draw. That was it. He was just hoping they could hold it, and they didn't defend too badly. To be fair to them, they they never looked like scoring a goal. But I mean, it was like as soon as the first goal went in, just you knew it was it. game what, over. What's the game plan when the first goal goes in? Because they didn't look like they were going to score a goal. And then he brings on, does he know, bring on Deli Ali at one point? And you're like, mate. Like, <laughs> Deli Ali, I, I, I don't know. What's it'd be Deli interesting to hear for some Everton fans, but I don't, I can't think of anything he's done What's since he done? going there yeah. at all. Um, he's barely strange, started a game either. It was a strange signing at the time. The same as Van der Beek. We talked it's about it strange. when it happened. Like, you know, you're signing guys that have got no confidence, have like really haven't kicked a ball much in sort of 18 months. And they're the ones that are meant to dig you out of a relegation battle. Neither of them have been in a relegation battle before. It's ridiculous. Awful signings. Not that they're awful players, but just the signings that don't make sense. They had 17% possession. That's criminal. 173 passes. Somehow managed to concede eight fouls, which is the same Liverpool did. They had one shot on target. They had nine shots in total. One corner against Liverpool's 13. Five yellow cards. And you just think to yourself, like, right, okay. You've run a game so far, so they got lucky. They beat Man United. And they deserve to beat Man United. Man United were poor, but by lucky, I mean they got Man United. <laughs> That's the end of the season. Yeah. They got a good point at Leicester. 
And I think that was was that was that last <laughs> last minute. Yeah, they they've got a couple of points recently where they have scored like very late yeah. goals, and I was starting to think, oh, maybe they're going to dig themselves out of this. But so I they, do. They've done I don't know. that. Um, Burnley beat them, which was massive. Yeah, that was huge. That was a biggie. Now the run of games they've got Chelsea. Chelsea are looking ropey at the moment. There seems to be something weird going on there. I kind of quite. I don't know if it's mm. because the players are now on a few of the back lines on pre-contracts elsewhere and stuff. Or they're out the door. But you would expect Chelsea to beat Everton. You would expect them to put in a performance because I think I think they need it. I think they have to put in. Chelsea. Yeah. Demand a performance. Um, then they're away to Leicester. Leicester are topsy turvy, but I would have a feeling that they'll probably want a bit of revenge based on that last minute equaliser. Yeah. Then they've got Watford. Watford are down already, I but, think. But it's Watford can make life very difficult. Watford aren't going to just lie down and let everyone beat them. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, as long as they are still mathematically, you know, in it, they'll they'll keep fighting. I'm sure, like Roy Hodgson won't let them do anything else. Then they play Brentford at home. Brentford could, like, you look at these games, you think, oh, they could get a point there, and they could get a point there, and they could yeah. get a point there. But I don't know if that's enough to keep them up. Well, this is the thing because you look at that run of games: Chelsea, Chelsea at home. I think Chelsea will beat them, to be honest. Um, Leicester. Away, it's probably a Leicester win. They have to win at Watford. Then home to Brentford, they have to win that one. And then they're home to Palace, you say they have to win that one because the last day of the season, they're away to Arsenal. And Arsenal might still need a win for, for getting yeah. a top four. So as a, if you're an optimistic Everton fan, I'd say there's nine points you could probably get out of the, the remaining 18. So then let's um, look at Burnley. Burnley have Watford away. Yeah. That, again, a tough game. They have Aston Villa at home. I think and Aston Villa away. And Aston Villa away. Aston Villa away. Yeah. That's the tough. That's no easy. They've got Spurs away. Now, I went to the Spurs game the other week when Brighton beat them 1-0, and it was... They were shite. <laughs> like, it was... The stadium's unbelievable. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was an early kickoff, Saturday early kickoff. Um, Brighton bossed them. Brighton yep. bossed the midfield. Spurs midfield was non-existent. The the back the front line did nothing. The only thing that saved them, okay, they scored. Uh, Brighton scored in the last minute of the game to win it. But the only thing that stopped Brighton from beating them is if Brighton had a front line. That was the only. It was breaking down. Brighton were doing so well until the final third, and they had, they offered nothing. They had nothing, so it was easy for the back line of Spurs most of the game. But then there was no. The midfield was non-existent, and by midfield I mean the middle of the pitch. I don't know what they were trying to do. So it'll be interesting to see where Spurs are at that point. As you said, it's Villa away for Burnley. And then last game of the season at home is Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle might have hit the beach by then, to be honest. They might have, or they might have been promised hefty, hefty bonuses. (laughs) Yes, possibly. Um, It'll probably go to the wire, that one, I think. Everton and Burnley. Uh, There's still a slight chance that like Leeds could get pulled into it. Yeah, um, there is. There, there absolutely is. But they, they, their form has turned. Mm. They look more uni- unified. I'm looking at Villa's form is yeah. shocking. And the fact that they play Burnley twice, actually, in the last five games is kind of interesting. Because well, if Burnley only... were to win both of those, take six points off of Villa, 
that, that gets really interesting down there. Then Villa, Villa drop right down at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, Villa aren't going down. They're, they're eight points clear of them at the moment. Um, but they could finish like 17th. <laughs> if it continues. It's and crazy, isn't it? That's but, I mean, that said, they're only three points behind us with two games in hand. So, I mean, where, where are we going to finish? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. But you're saying but, you're on 40 points. That's yeah, we'll be, we'll be fine. Like, Everton aren't getting more than 11 points in their final six games. If they no. do, well done to them. I just can't see it happening. Um, they just they just look awful, Everton. Like, I've watched Burnley and they, they just look more of a team than Everton do. I, 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 we could do a whole podcast on it. I could just pick apart almost every player in that team. It just, even players that I, I rate and I think are decent, it's just not happening for them this season. They, they got one or two that still looking all right. Like Richarlison, I think every time I see him, I think he must be the most frustrated bloke on that football pitch because he works his ass off. He's all over the pitch. He's the only thing he's not doing is scoring goals, but he's, he looks a cut above everyone else. Him and the, uh, the, the young fella on the left, um, Anthony Gordon, like he looks really good every time I see him as well. But that midfield they've got, I just don't get it. Um, it's quite a boisterous midfield and you think that would be good for this sort of like relegation running, but they just, they just don't seem to get anywhere near the, 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 the midfielders of the other team. Like, and then it just results in fouls and they're all over the place. And then the, I mean, the defense, like Michael Keane looks like a shakier, worse version of Harry Maguire. Yeah. Like that's it. I know the the two, of, if you imagine playing the two of those next to each other, it'd be, it'd be, be the closest you could get to having the Chuckle Brothers on a football pitch. Uh, Michael Keane looks terrible, and he's the captain, I think, isn't he? Or, or at least when sure. Coleman's not playing, is the captain? Um, yeah, they, they're such a mess. It's unbelievable. Um, and has your mate has, from Rangers played for them yet? He's injured. Season. Oh, is he? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, <laughs> That's a good move. I'm for just him. going to bring that up, but at least they gave us 16 million. So thank yeah, you very much. Jeez. <laughs> um, how great! But it's so funny. Someone was laughing, saying how funny it would be if. Um, Stevie G gets sacked and Rangers win the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, another one like that um, with uh, what if Benitez took over at Burnley and kept them up at the expense of Everton. Like the Liverpool fans would never let that go. <laughs> is, I'm sure they're probably still, there's probably plenty of memes about Agent Benitez. Oh Come God, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> But I think we'll call it. I think we'll call it a day there, now, mate, because it's yep. we're an hour and six in. We'll try and keep this is a snappy one for us. We could keep as we say, <laughs> this there, is we, snappy. <laughs> we could we could keep going on. There's so much to catch up on. But we're going to do another. We're going to get the next pod out fairly sharpish. I'm going to have this up. I'm going to have this up tonight, so that anyone not on the commute tomorrow morning to Leipzig, anyone not on the commute who may have had a ticket and could have came, but then decided oh no i need money um they can listen to this on the commute now i'm not that's not a personal shout out <laughs> but that might be a personal shout out to someone listening i am um, expecting record-breaking numbers for this one because you've got a plane full of rangers fans that you can be uh um i don't pass, well, passing I'm, this on to. i'm literally i'm flying like, i'm flying the bougiest flight that's totally unnecessary i'm flying from london city at 8 8 a.m flight 
I'm in business class because that was the only seat available for the air miles. <laughs> I'm paying above and beyond in air miles. If you fly from London City, it literally tells you on all the flying sites, don't book business class with BA because all the flights are two-seaters, like two-by-twos. Mm. So you don't get the spare seat in the middle at the space. You get food and drink as standard from London City. You don't get it on any other BA flights, but on that, no matter if you're in economy or business, so you get free food and drink anyway. All I get is extra <laughs> luggage. I get extra home luggage. And you're going for one day. I'm taking a backpack. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. So, but I don't care. I did. I'm flying back normal. Flying into Heathrow, which is a pain in the ass. But, um, so I don't know how many Rangers fans will be in this flight. But I you think might be surprised. I think I will be. Um, and someone on one of the other groups I'm in. I'd, I'd asked about um, if there was any whiskey shops in Berlin or Leipzig that are worth checking out. I'm going to be there the next couple of days. And someone just wrote back, oh, aye, you got full kit? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to go smart casual Berlin style and then John Terry if it's a good result. <laughs> and it's all coming off and I'll have my chin pads on and I'll be <laughs> jogging well, through the streets of Leipzig. I'll be looking out for that on the TV. But no, mate, it's been great to catch up. Anyone listening? Absolutely. You know where to find us. Same place as always. Away Days Pod on Twitter. Don't all tweet us at once. We can't keep <laughs> up. <laughs> and, and so, yes, final prediction. I'm saying 3-0 Glasgow Rangers. Andy's saying... I'm going, I'll, go, I'll go more positive. I'll go with a 1-1. He's gone 1-1. This is based on absolutely zero insight from our points. Hopefully, actually, <laughs> rational. We're just hopeful. But thanks a lot for listening, guys. Speak to you later. Cheerio. Cheers. Bye.